This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. In five. Check for sound. Four. It's showtime. Three. Let's two, go. One. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite, a program for audio and voiceover professionals. Hey everybody, yeah, we are here in Atlanta. This is a rare occasion where some of us that work remotely from each other, we don't get to see each other hardly ever, get to be together in the same place. So I'm sitting here, my name's George Whittem, because you're listening. You don't. Some people, this is a weird one. It's a podcast and all you folks are listening to us, but we're also recording and live streaming at VO Atlanta down at the uh, Concourse Renaissance. Is that the name of this place? Really cool hotel. It's like mm-hmm. they called the Concourse because we're practically on the airport. I mean, <laughs> we are. You look out the window, there's a plane right there. It is there. a trip. Yeah, I hope they stop soon enough on the, land, on the runway. Is that your <laughs> private aircraft, Robert? <laughs> yes, it is my plane. Yeah. Robert has valet airplane parking. That's how good, that's how much, how profitable Source Elements is. <laughs> right, well, <laughs> we exactly. all have a laugh. Right. <laughs> but sitting on my left here, uh, Andrew, because you've not got to really meet him yet, is uh, Sean Caldwell. Howdy. Hi, Hi, Sean. How you doing? I'm doing very well. How is Atlanta for you? Uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Nice and sunny. I'm actually up from Florida, so it's slightly uh, colder than I'm used to, but it's it's quite nice. Well, there's no alligators in Atlanta, as far as I'm in, I'm aware. No, I did not bring any up with me. So, and by the way, this is not cold. Right? No, I know. You're right. Yes. I know the man from Chicago. Yeah, I know people in Chicago and Michigan and North Dakota are laughing at what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing there, Sean? Uh, I came here to do a couple sessions and talk about uh, rates in the industry and also uh, talk about some technical things and do uh, an X session later today on people on a general overview, how to have a successful long-term career in the voiceover industry. Yeah, and then see everybody hang out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an interesting uh, interesting topic because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who um, are my vintage who uh, do have concerns about the longevity of the industry, the way it looks at the moment and how it's going to uh, play out. I would agree. We've had a lot of discussions here about, uh, you know, new folks entering the field as well as some some different uh, negative forces that have been in the industry for a while that hopefully are getting corrected over time and, uh, you know, able to have a nice nice rate structure, have longevity for people and, um, you know, get it, get it to be a, an ongoing entity for many, many decades and the rest of our career and then beyond. I know the entity you're probably referring to and do you see that uh, rate structure being uh, good for all? I see a lot of people realizing that there are some unhealthy practices that have been out there, might still be continuing out there, and to at least have knowledge is the first step of that. To uh, you know, people are people can choose where they want to spend their pay-to-play dollars if they want to be in that ball game, and I think through choosing those, uh, hopefully the healthier organizations with healthier attitudes win. Well, talking of pay-to-play, actually, I, I, I wasn't going to mention this, but uh, I don't know whether George or Robert mentioned that I. I'm actually the um, owner of and founder of Real Time Casting. Are you aware of that website? Yes, yes, I've heard of Real Time Casting. Mm-hmm. Well, we've uh, decided we're just going to make it a, a free platform for everybody. There's going to be no Great. membership fees, no fees for producers, nothing. It's going to be completely so free. So pay, play only. Yeah, One, no pay at all, just play. Absolutely, I mean, it's all play, no yeah. pay. Well, hopefully you do get paid, but you know what I mean. Right, yes. <laughs> yes. How about, let me call it a stay-in play. Yes, yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. 
But that's great. That is fantastic. So what what was the impetus to do that, to go free? Um, because we saw what was happening. I think everyone's aware of what's happened over the last six to 12 months. And um, there is no point going in the ring with uh, Mike Tyson if you're uh, the dweeby computer tech. Um, so you've got to come up with a new strategy. And this was it. And I just, you know, I mean, we'd never set up real-time casting to make our fortune and sit around on yachts. Far from it. So... Uh, it was all about because the people involved with real-time casting were people in the business and we were trying to make sure that we had a healthy industry for us to work in as well. Uh, and so we kind of looked at the, you know, the numbers and thought, okay, let's just run it for free and see, how, you know, see what we can do. At, at least be disruptive and try to change the industry in the direction you'd like to see it be. Absolutely, and and the you know we're going to screen obviously the people that go on, but that that was the main impetus for it. It's just to um, just throw a spanner in the works, and um, hopefully uh, it will all come out shining nicely at the end. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, um, Andrew. Um, what of what what have you been curious about uh, that we've experienced here at Vo Atlanta? I mean, uh, well, some of the. Some of the uh, the forums where you get different panels talking about different things, they're always quite interesting. I saw a couple streamed from two years back at VL Atlanta, and I found them fascinating. Um, so what, what have been the main topics that um, have been on the panels? I don't think we have enough time. Yeah, there's, ah, there's okay. a lot of, like, <laughs> there, it seems I, like every room in this hotel has got someone in there giving instruction. and At any one time, I think there are 10 to 15 things going on. At, and, like, as yeah. an attendee... The worst part of this conference is it's too much content. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just very difficult to choose. There's a lot of sessions that are included, and then there's X sessions that are pay additional pay that are long sessions with the, with the coach or whatever three hour sessions, and yeah. there's so much going on. I mean, it's just mind blowing. Um, but you know, we talked the rate the, the big discussions about rates and the the pay to plays is dominated a lot of conversation. Um, there's a lot about marketing and business, mm-hmm. which I think every voice actor needs to be looking at that stuff heavily. Yep. Um, there's the the panel. I think I haven't, I've been sequestered away at the end of the hallway, <laughs> so I haven't gotten <laughs> to see George much. and like stuck him in a studio and closed <laughs> the door. <laughs> but um, the one that was closest to me that was clearly well attended was uh, about LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And it was it was overflowing literally with people. They were sitting on floors. And so, and obviously, um, that was a topic that was really desirable. Yeah, Tracy you know? did a great job. Tracy Lindley, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tracy Lindley on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Robert's been connecting people with what Source Elements does, you know. We have a VizDIN set up here with with a Telos ready to make and take ISDN calls in the studio. Did we did live a, sessions. We've done actual real sessions, not just mm-hmm. auditions, but we had uh, Maxine Dunn do a, a 30, 30 second commercial spot that turned into an hour and ten minute long session. Uh, live patch to yeah, the studio is called Rocky Mountain Recorders. Uh, it's a great studio. In fact, if Maxine was in Denver or back e- back in West, she would have been there in person, but we were able to book her remotely through them, and we made it happen. Uh, it no was gig amazing. go unbooked. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's right. 
You know the rule, Andrew. When you want to book more work, you book a trip, right? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that was going to lead me into the next uh, question I had for you, because I'm sure there's been a lot of discussion and uh, about working remotely from hotel rooms. And in fact, probably most of the people there are doing exactly that. So, what's the main uh, gear they're using? What what, what's the the most popular setup for a hotel room? You brought your rig with you. I, I did. I, you know, I didn't know for the podcast setup if we'd need some gear, so I brought my Sennheiser 416, which is one of the mics I use in the studio, so I brought it to, to travel. Um, when I was at another conference a while ago, somebody had done a session on recording from the road, and I actually came away with a really cool piece of gear that I didn't know existed. And it's a little gooseneck that you, you can clip to a table, you can clip to the underside of the luggage rack, and then you can mount your mic or your shock mount or whatever to it. And so I used to try to bring the, you know, the heavy bass and find one that was eight or 10 inches tall, but it caused me to lean in all the time and get a, you know, if I'm doing a long session, my neck hurts. Um, but <laughs> yeah. this, this yeah. gooseneck is great. It fits in the suitcase wonderfully. And so I run a, a 416 into a sound devices, USB pre two on the oh, road. Yeah. And, and, I, and I love that piece. It's a beautiful preamp. And, awesome. and, and probably the thing that I like most about it is that it has a soft limiter that's switchable. And because it's switchable, I don't need to worry about clipping, about distorting anything. You know, I can run the level low if I want, or if I'm doing a project for a, you know, a promo that they actually desire a little bit of compression on, I run it a little higher and go into the compressor or the, the soft limiter, and it sounds great. It's about a $900 US piece of equipment. It's got uh, really good pre's on it. It does. The, the preamps are fantastic. And I, I use it in my main studio with, uh, with the line-in. Um, and it's a great, great piece of gear. Have you heard of the sound devices company, uh, Andrew? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Is that, is that the manufacturer of this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sound yeah. devices, USB Pre 2. I believe everything they make. Except there's some new gear that came out recently that might be different, but mm-hmm. pretty much everything's made U.S. It's rock solid. I, I think mill, it's made up in Wisconsin. Mill grade, yeah. you know. Thing, so so what do you use to control the sound? Do you use like a, do you just stack up blankets or do you take something else with you? I, I try it many different ways. It depends on the hotel, how the desk is set up. And in this hotel, I try, it, it's not a, a long enough or a wide enough desk. So to have the luggage rack there and to have space for my computer, I ended up being kind of, you know, to the side and being awkward. So what I did is I set up right on a desk and since I didn't have anything really long to do, I pretended I was kind of Superman with an extra long cape, and I took the duvet behind me, up and over me, and had the, you know, had the mic here, but I'm holding the duvet like this, and that blocked out most of the echo of the room. I mean, I had pillows like up here just to absorb some of it, but my normal, you know, use the luggage rack or use the, the ironing table, I couldn't get any of that to work. Uh, you guys may have some other, you no, know, neat no ideas. chairs with four legs, like, you know, put the chair up on top of the table and then... Or the duvet over it may, with your mic underneath? Oh, that may be. I, I just found the table wasn't quite wide enough to, oh. to do what I wanted. So, like, my laptop kept, you know, teeter-tottering, and I just yeah. thought, this this is going to turn into where I pay $1,000 for this session, so I want to do that. <laughs> we came up with a somewhat similar scenario. We're in a different hotel. It's it's quieter over there, but we have a, a, an ironing board, mm-hmm. which I ended up, for whatever reason, flipping upside down because mm-hmm. it's on this cabinet and the legs were wider than the cabinet so it wouldn't stand on it so i flipped it upside down yeah and it creates a you know a blanket thing to hold the blanket and i took a corner and tucked it into a light fixture okay so it's not hanging down your head Mm -hmm. and uh stack some pillows next to the wall on Mm -hmm. my on my suitcase i mean it's hilarious Mm -hmm. what but maxine cut some jobs right in her room uh you know for a client using that setup That that was a phone patch one right that was, uh, did we do? Yes, we did a phone patch from our room, right? Wow. With Skype. She used Skype on her Android tablet. Doing sessions uh, every day. 
She's yeah. she's killing <laughs> yeah. it. Vaccine done. I, I did uh, I did a session Friday morning uh, with London uh, using Source Connect. Cool. I yeah. use Source Connect now uh, for that one, but I also have Source Connect Pro now. Thank you. Um, and uh, it was great. It, it the Wi-Fi in this hotel is surprisingly good. It is it actually is. pretty it, good. It, we're it, we're it, running it, ISDN down that Wi-Fi, yeah. and the the studio that we set up is in the basement practically, and mm-hmm. so we had no cell service. I I usually bring into these setups a uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but this uh, VipriNet box that takes three cell signals and basically bonds them into mm-hmm. one solid signal. Makes yeah. an Uber cell phone. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing box. Um, and, and it's certainly, you know, it's expensive, but if you, if you want, just want to like knock out the problem, it's like... Mm-hmm. It. It's like <laughs> yeah. a military yeah. device. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like give money to all the cell phone companies. And yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> but it works, but there was no signal down there. So we were like, you know, like VISDN is designed to use two internet signals simultaneously. Um, we're like, we can't, we just only have this, the hotel Wi-Fi, And, um, but fortunately the access point, the access point is right there in the room and the bandwidth, there's like a very consistent 20 megs up and down. And then, uh, it was kind of funny because I was monkeying around with it and there is a fair amount of security on the, um, on the, on the Wi-Fi, And I couldn't, I was trying to Wi-Fi repeater. The VISDN system needs ethernet. It doesn't have Wi-Fi. Right. Then I was monkeying around with it and it, wouldn't let itself be repeated. You struggled with that for a while. I did. It that took me like, about half the day. And then what I ended up doing is I just took the Mac and I, Mac was receiving Wi-Fi and I did internet sharing out the Ethernet port of the Mac into the VISDN system. Boom. So it was single internet and it's... The Mac Mini yeah. is the network, what, do you, what oh, would you call it? The router. hub of the router. It's a router. Literally, it's it turns router. into a router. It's crazy. It's a great hack. If any if five people don't know that it can do that, but it's really useful. Wow. It's a Mac. <laughs> That's interesting. Cool now, the reason I ask also, I had an email from Mike Cooper, you know, the English uh, guy yeah. who plays there yeah, in the yeah, States. Yeah. He probably is at VO Atlanta for all I know. But, he's uh, over here. He sent me an email because he just bought uh, a Portabooth Pro from Harlan um, and he wanted to pick my brain because um, I use them all the time and I absolutely love it. It took me ages to get it to work properly, but once I did, it's fantastic. Now that we're like two-thirds or halfway through the show... Let's tell everybody who's watching live at VO Atlanta right now what the heck this is. This oh, yeah. is this is a new podcast. The audio suite. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the pro audio suite. It's called the Pro Audio Suite, and uh, it's four of us that do this show. It's the four horsemen of the audio <laughs> apocalypse. The audio apocalypse. <laughs> um, I like. I was thinking something more carnival, yeah, but I do down. like the horses of the apocalypse. I think that sums it up perfectly. <laughs> well, Andrew, you introduce who's on the Australian side. Okay, you're on, missing one. On so the Australian side, we have <laughs> Robbo, horse Darren right now. Robbo Robertson, who's uh, an ex-radio, still works in radio, but he's now a freelance uh, audio engineer. Uh, Robbo and, and I first Sydney? worked together at a radio station in Perth back in the early 90s. Um, so that's how I met Robbo, and then we kind of kept in touch over that time. In fact, I think he rented my flat in Sydney for a while, but that was a long time ago. Um, and for me, I, I'm an ex-radio guy. I stopped working in radio 20 years ago. Uh, I had quite a successful radio career and television career, and then decided when I moved to Melbourne that was enough. Uh, no one wanted to look at my face anymore, and um, and I was fed up with going into radio stations. So um, it was a full-time voiceover career for me, so... And that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. That's my background. Over to you, Batman. You were doing a podcast before this podcast. 
We were. We did a podcast called the VO Radio Show, which was basically Robbo and I with guests. And the reason we all ended up together was because we did a Christmas special last year uh, with Robert and yourself. And uh, we liked it so much, we bought the company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we decided to spin it it off and kind of change change the brand. And then um, myself, I'm George Whittem, known on the web as George the Tech. I'm a studio designer and technician and just a helper of voice actors. Problem, problem solver. Problem yeah. solver. I like yep. solving yep. problems. Um, and that's what I do. And then uh, Robert is of uh, Source Elements. Mm-hmm. What, what's your title at Source Elements? It's um, an interesting title. Yeah, well, officially product owner. <laughs> so <laughs> see, I, I sort of think I know what everyone wants, and I express that to uh, my my partner in crime, Rebecca, and she is an amazing mind and computer genius, and she sees to it that everything gets actually created. And I don't know how she does it exactly. But In a certain timeline. Right. She'll say, and I can't do that yeah, yet. Exactly. So, you know, we make solutions for basically getting your job done remotely in real time, connecting with studios and over literally any means necessary, ISDN, affordable internet solutions, very purpose-built, dedicated software for doing everything from, I always say, mattress commercials up to ADR for the biggest movies out there. It's interesting how there's a connection between the US and the Antipodes because uh, uh, Robert, your partner, Rebecca, is a Kiwi. Yes, she is. That's right. Always interesting (laughs) when you speak to her. I I was actually quite surprised. The first time I spoke to her was years ago when I first got Source Connect. And I was expecting yeah, she's, she's an American accent and got Rebecca. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and if you'd like to hear her, just call up the Source Elements phone system and there she is. Oh, she did the IVR. <laughs> Thanks for, for calling Source Elements. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. She does, yeah. Yep. If you ever want them redone, by the way, Robert, just give me a hoy. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do that to Rebecca. Yeah, I, a- actually, I don't know. I, we're, we're, Rebecca likes to be, you know, behind the scenes and stuff, so she's not... Really, the um, glory, you know. Yeah, isn't it for the glory? Uh. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, Andrew, what we used in our studio to pull off like that session we were talking about earlier. We were, we did this session because it was the mic we had on hand. We used a hundred and eighty dollar mic. Mm-hmm. We used an Audio Technica eight seventy five R, which is like I call it like a stunt mic. Yeah, because it's yeah. not it's not expensive. It sounds pretty darn good. Some people use it as their 416 alternative for traveling because they don't want to ruin, you know, lose or break a mic, a thousand dollar mic. Um, and it was what we had. And you know, I did a little, just a wee bit of EQ, um, barely any, a little notch at two, four, five k or something. I can't remember. But the key ingredient we used a little bit of downward expander, and we we're using the API Vision channel strip on an Apollo Twin, which. Mm-hmm. When I was told I'd be doing this job here yeah, I at will this take place, <laughs> I was like, Robert said, you have a Scarlet 2i2, and we also have this Apollo Twin. I'm like, you have to give me the Apollo <laughs> Twin. <laughs> I need the processing. And it, it saved our butts because when Maxine first went in the booth, we had the mics open, no prod, no gate, nothing. Uh, the doors were closed to the room, but the engineer at the far end said, do you have a door open? Is that rumble I hear? Because they, they heard voices in the hall. 
Uh, I was like, because um, we're trying to fool them. They have, they don't know that we were doing this session from a tent. Well, we called a, it a studio. It was a studio, but we we wanted the illusion of being in a pro studio here in Atlanta. So, what? Long story short, I got up, pretended to shut the door, sat down, turned on the gate, turned up the uh, the range on the gate a little bit, just mm-hmm. right, and the guy's like, "Oh, that's better, thanks." And I was like, I fooled the studio into thinking mm-hmm. we're in a real studio. Mm-hmm. That was a real accomplishment. <laughs> well, this is a sad indictment that uh, part of being a voice actor is you have to be a, an absolute liar. <laughs> I thought that was a politician. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. But that could be another sort of panel for VO Atlanta for next year, how to lie your way into a session. And we could have a politician actually give the session. Give the session. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> next session. Uh, that's an international thing, isn't it? Lying politicians. Yeah. It doesn't change yeah, We're hoping list. Maxine's client's not listening. But uh, the bottom line is the job got done. The client was happy. The studio was happy. The client, the producers were happy. And the client was happy. I mean, it that's ultimately was a very usable signal. I've, and like, you're, you're in that, the, the, the vocal booth to go. It's a vocal booth to go soundproof for booth, which is very heavy. You would yeah. not believe you're looking at it and thinking, yeah, it's fabric, but it's made out of mass loaded vinyl. I went to peek in and it was like, why can't I move this thing? You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, you had to put some effort into moving the door. You know, that feeling when you throw the on the, uh, the, the lead vest <laughs> when you get your x-rays, mm-hmm. that's what the walls feel like. Mac mass loaded vinyl took over for lead for lining the studio walls because it's, it's not dangerous. Right. It's not a carcinogen, and it's cheaper. So that it's almost as heavy as lead per per square foot. It's pretty amazing stuff, but it did the trick. And it, and it knocks down a good number of STCs, actually. It sort of lops off the top by far. It approximates what you'd probably get from a single-wall whisper room, yeah. you know, pretty darn close, mm-hmm. and slightly more portable. I'm going to say slightly. Yeah. It's, probably still, it's still like 300 pounds of stuff. Easily 300 pounds. Yeah. 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 Bags of... Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's what we were using. Your baggage cost is going to be uh, pretty high, I would think, if you're traveling on a plane. It's yeah. not, yes, it's not something you would uh, you would travel with, really, as a talent. It's mm-hmm. it's really for... Well, actually, it's for exactly like a scenario like we had here. So Yeah, yeah. I, I could even yeah. see like, you know, in, in, the, in the right scenario, you know, you, you see these setups that... There's some sporting event, and they have to have like these quick voiceovers that they do for various channels and stuff. And something like that can be set up a lot easier than bringing in massive booths. And it does, you know, if you just give it a room to be within, it's like the two in combination are pretty darn effective. And because it's not made of wood, there's nothing to resonate. Right. It actually sounds better inside, I think, than something that's... Hard that's wood wall booth. Yeah, because yeah. it just it allows boxy sound. Never gets boxy. It's it really really is quite amazing. Um, Sean, what what are you up to lately? Like what what are you gigging on? Yeah, uh, still doing a lot of promo work. I still do a lot of like Fox Sports affiliates, different places, and some cable nets. A uh, fair amount of TV affiliates around the U.S. I have the there's a political show that runs throughout Europe that I'm the show announcer for, and so they get to write me fun stuff that I do each Friday, and it. It uh, runs around there, and some, sometimes I understand the joke, sometimes I don't. I, I think I, I, I think <laughs> do you have I to, to, do you have to goose step your way in if it's a European political show? 
Uh, you know, it's like, 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 the, like I, I just said, and, and maybe you'll, Andrew, maybe you'll understand this. I just talked about a Nancy snowman yep. on Friday and, and the word N-O-N-C-E-Y. I was not, are you familiar with the word Nancy? No, no. I said, what, what are we talking about? I said, oh, it has, it, it mentions like a pedophile. And I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, nonce, yeah. Now I know the context of the joke. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so that, that's always fun. You know, I love, I love doing international work just because I love getting to know people different places and it's also fun, you know. That's doing. interesting that they, because I'm pretty sure you don't have a European accent. No, no, no. They, they wanted the American show announcer. They wanted it to be like, uh, you know, like, you know, back in the Johnny Carson days or something where it would be that kind of a feel. Yeah. So, and, and I'd met some of the guys that are on the show probably 20 years ago. I voiced some stations in London and Liverpool and they'd come from that. So they're like, oh, we know an American guy, so yay, so that one's nice. Um, and then a, a number of TV affiliates, places, a lot of radio imaging and, you know, commercials, e-learning. It's a, I, I have a pretty full day, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm doing it all, so it's been good. Well, it's interesting, the difference between a Nazi and a Nazi is uh, Hitler was a Nazi and I think Goebbels was a Nazi from memory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly liked his pink uniform. But um, Both So who's doing the show that you're working on, Sean? Do you know who the hosts uh, are? Yeah, yeah. It, it's Sam Delaney's News Thing is the name of the show. Uh-huh. So the, the show is called News Thing. The host is Sam Delaney, and they'll usually have four or five different guests on, and you know they'll make fun of Tories or they'll make fun of different different parties over wigs. there. No, no, not the Tories and Wigs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I, I you know get to talk about the Queen occasionally, and they'll talk about uh, U.S. politics as well. And uh, you know, it's interesting because cable or satellite over there, and maybe maybe we're as as vulgar as they can be over there, but, uh, you know, I, I get to say some colorful words from time to time, which that's different for me because, I, I, you know, in no other projects do I ever get to say some of those words, so. Exactly. Yeah, I, I record that one when the kids are not around. <laughs> yeah, there's no safety catch when it comes to British TV when it, uh, with the language the audience, kids are for sure. It's it. just uh, free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how about Australia? Is television in the same realm of... of, of, of uh, how do you guys feel about swearing nudity? How's TV in Australia? Uh, there is, yeah, there's certainly some colourful language. I don't think, uh, well, actually, it's not that different, really, to the UK now. I mean, the first time I heard someone drop the F-bomb on television, on, on free-to-air television, was in the UK, and it was back in the mid-'80s. And I was like, whoa, I never heard well, that before. Well, they'll, they'll lose their FCC uh, license to catch in the UK elsewhere, for that but, one. Uh, yeah, the F-bomb <laughs> seems to get used um, after a certain time period, you know, sort of 8.30 onwards. Uh, it's yeah, not unusual. Just for comparison, how different the U.S. is. I was watching FX, the network, and they were showing the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. <coughs> this is a racy, a bit racy movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, they pretty yeah. much do anything you can get away without getting an NPA, uh, what uh, NC seventeen mm-hmm. rating. Um, it's amazing what they could show on FX. Wow, they block they blocked out nudity because mm-hmm. it's United States. <laughs> but they don't were able pe- to say don't people every- have uh, genitals in the United States. It's hilarious, and then we, we but, don't. But, but, no, but, but they allowed they allowed them to show things I won't even describe to you right now, with drugs and everything else. Mm-hmm. That that's fine. Mm-hmm. And violence, no problem. Yeah, but it's don't just, say a bad word. It is so weird. <laughs> the U.S. is so strange that way. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing last because we geek out. We didn't. We we know what you brought to record here, mm-hmm. but. What do you record with at home? Yeah. What's your home studio setup? So I've moved in the last uh, in the last year and a half or two years. I've moved from using a booth uh, that w- had lots of bass traps all throughout it to an open room. And uh, in the open room, I have a, a sound desk from Argosy, and it's oh, it's it's, it's one of them that will go up and down. 
Um, oh, yeah, it's, I, I love it. I use it primarily as a standing desk, you know, so I'll stand for most of things. But then I have two mics. I have a, a Neumann U87 on one side and a 416 on the other. I've kind of been going back and forth between the two just to see what uh, clients like. My, my general thought process has been for promos. I'd use the 416 for commercials that wanted a little more natural sound to use the U87. And I'm, I'm thinking, is that still the, the right way to do it? Because um, the Neumann sounded much better in the open room than it did ever in the booth. In the booth, it just picked up many more of the standing waves. Didn't sound good. But I run that into a gold digger, the radial engineering gold digger, mic right. switcher. It's a mic switcher. It's a great mic switcher. It has its own phantom power. Yes. It doesn't click or pop or right. anything. And supposedly uncolored, doesn't change the audio at all. So I like to be able to just switch that way. And then I, I trade out some different preamps depending on what I'm doing. But I'll either use an Avalon 737 or use a Universal Audio uh, 6176. Oh, yeah. And that's the 610 with a 1176. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, if it's for some project, you know, I, I do a fair amount of radio work. If it's, let's say, a, a rock station that wants something really gritty, I have a distressor that I just uh, unbypass and let it, you know, chomp away. A, a, yeah, chomp away a little bit at it. Um, cool. And then I run into the, the USB Pre 2. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the AD. The AD. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, I've run into Adobe Audition. People, uh, oh, are you on the latest version? No, actually, I use version 1.5 in the home studio. Dude, no it, plugins. It, it works no VST plugins. Yeah, don't need plugins. I mean, it, it does have VSTs on 1.5. Yeah, it does. Um, but I primarily don't use any. I just use my, my hardware chain, so it goes in, because I also do a lot of live sessions, and for those, it needs to sound like I'll normally sound. Yeah. How do you find the open room? Have you have you treated the open room? Um, I've used a bunch of panels from GIK Acoustics. They're based here in Atlanta, and I've used a number of four foot by two foot by four inch panels uh, around the room. I think I have sixteen of them, and then I have a cloud with three of them that are over me. I was surprised how much the cloud. I mean, I knew the cloud would help. The cloud made a huge difference. Um, so I was I was really encouraged by that. The room sounds pretty good. It's it's not quite as dead as I'd like. I mean, I, I could probably make it really dead. But then I start to not hear myself well if it's super dead. So um, I, I'm really I'm really pleased with the panels and the way that it works in the open room. Do you have any diffusion in there? I don't. Maybe that's what I should that, work on. That next. can help with keeping it live, but not live in a bad way. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of scatter bookshelves full of books. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I know that we're pretty close to being out of time, uh, Andrew. Yep. They, they have got more programming because this was streamed live. They have more stuff going on in a few minutes. So maybe we should. Put a cap on it. Absolutely. So I, thank I, you for joining us. We'll put us. a cap on right now. And it's looking good. But uh, and, 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 yes, and we should like uh, slam the door on another one because, uh, <laughs> as you said, you've got to get out of there. And I'm going to go and have some breakfast because it's very early in the morning here. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for being able to join us. Sorry that Robbo couldn't do it, but I understand he is a family man. He, yes, uh, he, he, wants, yes, to he way. wants to remain that way. <laughs> That's why he's not yeah. here. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But, um, but I guess... Uh, We'll wrap it up here at VO Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Lovely. Andrew Peters. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Sean, for joining us. You're um, more than welcome. Thank you, George. Thank you, Robert. And we'll um, catch you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wipe the tear, baby, from your eye. Though it's hard to part, I know. I'll be tickled to death to go. Don't cry. Don't sigh. There's a silver lining in the sky. Bonsoir, old thing, cheerio, chin, chin, na, hoo, toodaloo, goodbye.